Thank you for listening to this edition of the Christian Car Guy podcast. It's brought to you by Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road. Mr. Quick Pick is the opportunity for you to start your own roadside assistance business. If you have more investment energy than investment capital, stop working for someone else. Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road is the opportunity to have your own home-based business, working directly with auto clubs and leveraging a national brand and marketing strategy. Mr. Quick Pick helps people who have run out of gas, lock their keys in their car, or need a jump start. An A-plus rated company with a better business bureau and the three-time winner of the Member's Choice Award for customer service. This could be the chance you've been looking for to serve others at the point of crisis and even share your walk with Christ. So whether you're looking for a business opportunity or in need of emergency roadside assistance, choose Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road, mrquickpick.com. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. At last, after all my years of searching, the Cave of Wonders. Huh? Cave of Wonders? Know this. Only one may enter here. One whose worth lies far within the diamond in the rough. Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Bible, 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 Bible. Negotiations Bible style. I want you wondering why. <laughs> What I mean by seek ye out the diamond in the rough. Well, when you understand this car budget strategy, perhaps you can drive for free. You can even make money with your transportation budget. Seems to be too good to be true, but many do it. So on today's Christian Car Guy show, we're going to be seeking out the diamond in the rough in numerous ways. Yes, we're going to explain that strategy. Plus, in our next segment, we have Ford Explorer's brand manager, Omar O'Day, to share some revealing national sales trends within the Generation Xers. Those are the guys that are 30 to 45, a little bit younger than us baby boomers. But uh, you're going to be interested to see what they're discovering there in that market segment. And then at the bottom of the hour, we have an update from Steve Wingfield and our Victory Weekend team. They're heading up for Michigan, the Pure Michigan 400 NASCAR race. And in our last segment, we're going to share really just a huge blessing that the Lord poured out on the Jesus Labor Love Ministry this week. And it came from all of you, all of our listeners, and it's so exciting what God has done, and I want to share that. And that's, um, if you've never heard of the Jesus Labor Love, it's car repair labor for single moms, widows, families in crisis from a car repair standpoint. And, of course, we've got all that information at ChristianCarGuy.com. And coming up in our last segment, in our appraisal by the Real Black Book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure Crowd for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. You might have guessed, seek ye out the diamond in the rough. <laughs> it has something to do with that, too, as is often the case for me. 
The Lord had me on a lesson plan this week, and seek ye out a diamond in the rough was clearly what he had in mind for me. And I had some personal struggles, some hard ones, and that passage, uh, that concept, the Lord gave me along with Jeremiah 36, 24. So you may wonder, what in the world does that have to do with seek ye out the diamond in the rough? And I'm going to share those diamonds coming up at the end of the show in our appraisal by The Real Black Book. And this show is live as always. We'd love your questions, your comments, anything you may have for us this week. We'd love to try to help you. You can call in live 8, the number to call, 866-348-7884. It's free, of course. 348-7884. We have lines open, as always. We would love to take your call. Our website, as you may know, but we want to say again, is christiancarguy.com. And there at christiancarguy.com, you can find out all about the Jesus Labor Love. That's the 501c3 ministry that's within the Christian Car Guy show that helps out single moms, families in crisis when it comes to car repair, as well as, right, But because we have all these car places that help us with that. So there's uh, Christian Car Care Centers, the people that help us with that. So if you're looking for somebody in your area, you know, is taking care of single moms and widows, you can go to ChristianCarGuy.com and find those, as well as Christian car salespeople who register with us that give us their testimony and tell us they're Christians that if you're looking at for buying a car, and of course, Christian Car Guy Theater, and uh, we're so excited. We finished the script for Pride Takes Ride Part 4 last week, so that episode's going to air next week, and I'm really excited about what God did it with that, including a little bit of a diamond in the rough there, so... <laughs> Getting to this strategy, what about how do you drive for free, Robbie? What in the world do you mean? Well, there is a way to, for that to happen. In fact, you can make money with the money that you currently have invested in your cars. Because as you may guess, car dealers, that's the way that they make money is they invest in inventory and their return on that inventory is how they feed their families. Well, you can do that on a really small scale with what I call the diamond in the rough strategy. Now, it's illegal to be a car dealer if you don't have a license. So don't think you're going to go out and sell 20 cars a year or something like that. I'm talking about more of a simple strategy where you just simply buy what I would call a rider with the intention of you're going to sell this car within six or seven months. And hopefully you will buy it inexpensively enough and then turn around and sell it for enough profit to pay for gas and everything that you did with the car in the six months that you had it or the five months that you had it, or whatever. And the way that that works, and again, I call it the seek ye out the diamond in the rough strategy. And then, like so many things in my life, there's a story on how I came upon this. In the car business for years, we used to have demonstrators. And um, when you were a sales manager, you always had one, and sometimes you had two. And in my case, since I was a general sales manager at this particular dealership, I had one for myself and one for my wife. But then when you get fired, you immediately find yourself without a car. <laughs> So there I was, neither my wife nor I had cars, and I had gotten fired in Raleigh years ago. This was probably 30 years ago. And uh, I went out and I found what at the time was a Pontiac Le Mans, and I would call it a diamond in the rough. I paid $600 for it. It was pretty dented up, and it was pretty nasty, not well taken care of. The tires were three-quarter shot, and it, it just did not look like a good car, but in driving it, I could tell that the engine transmission, the stuff that was important, was really in good shape. It didn't have many miles on it. So I bought it for $600 and began to recondition it while I found 
my new job, which happened to be in Winston-Salem. <laughs> That's how I ended up here, um, running the Chrysler store in Winston-Salem. But while uh, you know I was doing that, I was reconditioning this car, cleaning it up, doing what I could do to fix the scratches and this and that and the other. And the bottom line is when I got a job and I had two demonstrators again, I turned around and that was after six months. And I sold that car for $1,800, really triple what I'd paid for it. And you think, well, Robbie, you know what you're doing. Well, you know, I'm going to give you a couple strategies here. Number one, with Craigslist these days, there's apps you can get for your phone that tell you when cars in a certain price range hit Craigslist. And so if you go out and you start looking at, you know, if you've got the time and it's something you want to do, you, you, can, you can go out and look at four, five, six hundred $600 cars and see if there's a diamond in the rough. In other words, this car seems to have low miles. It seems to run great, but it's just nasty. It's, it hasn't been taken care of and that kind of thing. And, and you can, with whatever gifts and talents God's given you, fix that car up. Well, it's a simple strategy. You buy that car, begin to drive it, and over a period of time, cleaning it up, maybe put a set of tires on it, maybe you can do a tune-up or whatever it is that you think the car needs in order to get to where it's a pretty saleable reconditioned car, which, by the way, I've given this whole strategy to you at, at ChristianCarGuy.com, where you can see what you need to think about when reconditioning. But again, with Craigslist being free, you, at the end of that time, can put it back on Craigslist for you know what you paid in reconditioning, what you originally paid for the car, and, of course, a profit. You just, there's no reason not to ask for that because the car then will be worth it, and somebody's going to get a really good car that you took the time to really you know baby and, and take that diamond in the rough and turn it into a decent car. And just think about it. If you did that every six months, you know, it wouldn't be long before you would have yourself <laughs> a sizable enough money to pay for the gas and oil and all the different things that go in, into that. So, again, this is the seeky out the diamond in the rough strategy here at the Christian Car Guy, a way that maybe you can take your transportation budget and use it as an asset rather than as a depreciation, which is what most people's cars are just out there depreciating and what they paid for has become less and less. There's a way to, to change that. And so that's pretty exciting stuff. And we have lots of diamonds in the rough. We're going to share with you today in the Christian car guy show. And as always, we'd love to take your calls. We're live eight, six, six, three, four, eight, seven, eight, eight, four. As promised, we got Ford's Omar O'Day. He's coming up in the next segment. He's the um, brand manager for the uh, Ford Explorer, and he's got some really exciting news. I think you're going to see in this market segment, we talked about here a few weeks ago what the average American could afford in the way of a car payment. And so we're going to have some additional insight from the folks at Ford here coming up in the next segment. And again, at the bottom of the hour, we have Steve, Steve Wingfield with uh, Victory Weekend. And he's got this event coming up in Michigan, the Michigan 400. So we're going to have all that information. Plus, my other diamonds in the rough, like what we were talking about in Jeremiah 36, how you can find some of those things in the cave. And uh, it, it's amazing to me how God just took <laughs> what we were doing with the Jesus Labor Love car repair for single moms and widows and blessed us this week. Wait till you hear what God did. We actually saw some cars come in that were donated to us, so we're excited to tell you about that. we got so much coming up for you here in the Christian Car Guys show today, so stay tuned. All this coming at you.
Making diamonds out of dust today on the Christian Car Guys Show. We're so glad you joined us. I'm excited. We got Omar O'Day going to be with us in a second and with Ford. But first off, we got Patty West is in West Point, Utah. Patty, you're on the Christian Car Guys Show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Bobby? Wonderful. What have you got for us? Well, first of all, I just want to thank you for your awesome ministry, um, your radio show, your webpage, and and I wrote you a few years ago when my little RAV4, which is a 2002, turned over um, 180,000 miles. And uh, now it's, it's still running great, and it's my little diamond in the rough. I've had it forever, and um, it still gets 25 miles to the gallon, and and uh, I just take care of it. I took your advice, found a local um, neighborhood dealer, um, not a dealer, but a repair center. It yeah. knows my car and knows me, and it was. And I just thank you for all your good help. How many miles are on it now, Patty? I have one hundred eighty-seven thousand. Oh, that's so awesome! On our way to a quarter of a million. There you that's go. Right. God bless you, Patty. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing. For thanking today, I, I we it's listeners that make this show. That's for sure. Well, thank you, Robbie, and and I just really enjoy your program, and I have for a long time. You you remind me of my little brother, who's a lives in Hawaii, and. Uh, you and my brother, Dad, you're, you're diamonds in the rough for sure. <laughs> Thank you. What a pleasure. God bless. All right. As promised, we do have Omar O'Day. He is the brand manager, which is huge. Uh, can you imagine over the Ford Explorer, you know, just sort of a, a icon of SUVs out there? Welcome, Omar. Thank you for having me today, sir. And what a cool thing. From what I understand, there's been this recent study done where they have discovered that Generation Xers don't always, and Generation X meaning the people that are from age 30 to 45, they don't always buy SUVs. But when they do, for some reason, you've discovered that they're flocking to uh, the Ford Explorer Sport. What about that? Yeah, it's, it's, we've, we've done a little bit of research and we found that Ford Explorer Sport essentially attracts 40% of Gen Xers versus SUVs in that segment. Only about 20% Gen Xers are buying them. So we, I think what we found is that Gen Xers are they're different than boomers. They don't really feel like they need to display their status and wealth as obvious as boomers. And I think the Explorer Sport really fits the bill for them. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's an interesting thing that it these the generation underneath the baby boomers um they don't see the need to 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 make their car their identity as much but they do obviously with this these are people that are very well off. I understand average income of around 100 average household income of about $170,000, am I right? Yeah. So these Explorer Sport buyers, they're high. They're pretty high, well off, making an average income of one hundred seventy-five thousand. But unlike the previous generation, they don't feel like they have to have a premium brand like a Mercedes, BMWs. They realize that they can buy something like a Ford Explorer Sport, which delivers 
on the same performance, styling, and value for the money without having to pay the extra $20,000. So I think these consumers are they're more conscientious about how they spend their money, these Gen Xers, and they also end up wanting to, all that extra money that they might have, they want to spend it more on experiences like camping, hanging out with their families versus just having the vehicle in their driveway and taking it from point A to B. Yeah, and and it's it's an interesting thing like Patty just mentioned in the, the caller we just had, and and. Omar, you may not know this, but I drive a 1995 Dodge Dakota that has almost 400,000 miles on it. And so if we know that the Fords have got this value, that these people are buying these cars as a huge investment, but that, that they'll last now on for miles that people never thought of before, you know, 20 years ago. But these cars are quite an investment, and Ford is really building cars that will last and last, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, that's something that we've been committed to. I mean, obviously, quality is so important. And vehicles like the Ford Explorer, there's a reason the Ford Explorer has been the number one selling SUV in America over the past 25 years. It's because you hear those stories of those customers that still have their original Explorer with three, four 400,000 miles. Obviously, just like your listener said, it's it's always important to maintain your vehicle. And once you maintain it, it will run and run and run, and it's and it's always great to maybe not necessarily spend so much money when you buy your first vehicle, and that's why you know buying something like a Ford in general or brand delivers a lot of value for the money. You don't have to pay that brand tax as we call it for a premium make, and and a lot of times now a lot of our feet, our vehicles like the Ford Explorer Sport or whatever it may be has the same performance the same technology as that upper echelon vehicles, but they don't necessarily are charging you for the brand. Yeah, and I, I really love that because in my mind, um, your founder, Henry Ford, that was clearly his, he was devoted to building cars that Americans could afford and, and increasing his workers' wages so that they would be able to afford them. And he really, really changed America with his whole concept. And, and I would love to... And, and, a big part of really the reason the Ford Explorer continues to sell at the rate it does is because of the value proposition of it. Here's a car has tremendous resale value because they've done so well over the years and it's a lot less expensive to get into. But the whole idea of building cars that Americans can afford, is that something that, that you guys are devoted to at Ford? Oh, I mean, it's, I mean, as a brand manager and somebody that works in marketing at Ford Motor Company, that is something we talk about on a daily basis. There's a meeting we don't go into where we're constantly talking about, you know, at the end of the day, is this what the customer wants? What does it, how does it affect the payment? We're constantly thinking about, is there a value for the consumer if we add this, if we take something away from it? We're always looking at trying to have the right monthly payment, the right MSRPs, and to be competitive, but then also deliver the highest levels of quality, in the vehicle, as well as safety. Wow. Well, Omar, thank you for your time this morning. I know you got an important engagement coming up, but God bless you for taking the time to share with our listeners this morning. I appreciate you, you calling in. God bless you and all your listeners, my friend. Thanks. Thanks. So we got a lot more Christian Car Guys show coming up. Steve Wingfield is on his way to the Michigan 400, so you can find out about that. And, of course, our appraisal by The Real Black Book. Of course, we'd love to take your call, 866-348-7884. Randy raced fast, cause all his life 
Made every sacrifice and all they wanted was to hold that trophy up He raced against the man in black and left it all out on the track Still he never won that Winston Cup I'm gonna make it this way, no one can shake it and I'll finish a winner Welcome back to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. Today we're doing a little diamond in the rough and that music has to do with Sting, Steve Wingfield's victory weekend. Apparently, Steve got detained and can't make it to the show this morning. But we do want to mention for those folks who are headed to the Michigan 400 this year that Steve's got a big event coming up August 26th through the 28th, their victory weekend. They have music there. They have evangelistic outreach. And it's called Victory Weekend, which you can find at, of course, ChristianCarGuy.com or VictoryWeekend.com. Uh, and Steve also has a regular radio feature that he does uh, across the United States called um, Winning the Race of Life Every Day. And so if you hear that, that's Steve Wingfield, the uh, uh, evangelist, which it looks like he is on the line with us now. We just got him to come in. So welcome, Steve. It's good to have you on this hey, morning. Good to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so we got... I, was, I was moving a race car. <laughs> Well, I, <laughs> that's a good thing to do on a, on a morning. So tell us about what you got coming up. Well, I'm preaching tomorrow at uh, a church up in Woodstock, Virginia, and it's NASCAR Sunday. And uh, we're, they wanted to race car, and I'm bringing a message with the flags. So it's going to be a good day. And then next week I'm preaching at a church here in Harrisonburg, my home church, New Beginnings, and then we're at Michigan. So a lot of good stuff happening. Wow, we have lots of listeners in Virginia because we're on several stations in Virginia. So tell us, where is Woodstock, Virginia? It's north of Harrisonburg, between Harrisonburg and uh, Winchester, Virginia, just off of 81. And uh, it's um, uh, Church of the Brethren up there. If they go to my website, uh, they can get directions to it. Uh, we start, they got two services, one at 830. I think the other one is at 11. Uh, so I'll be there for both services. We're going to have the race car, the Victor Weekend Show car with us, uh, which was Jeff Burton's old car. He wrecked it at Darlington, and we got it and fixed it up. And so people can have a real live NASCAR experience and sit in the car. So <laughs> okay, people that, man, tear up. So folks, and I know a lot of folks have heard about Victory Weekend, but for those who haven't heard about it, can you kind of describe what that ministry is? Yes, we uh, provide, we've done 16 events this year. Uh, other than, uh, and I'll be in, I think, 27 churches. But uh, we provide faith-based, family-friendly entertainment uh, at a campground during race weekend. We only do day races, and so once the either ARCA or uh, Expanity races over Friday and Saturday or practices over on Friday and uh, races over on Saturday, people go back to their mother homes or campers or tents and get something to eat. They don't want to go anywhere because of traffic, and uh, we put on a show for them, and uh, it's been a great experience. Uh, use a lot of good country music, rockabilly music. Uh, it, it's a party, uh, but we honor Christ in all that we do. And then on Saturday night, uh, usually on Friday, I'll have some drivers come over, uh, and I'll interview them. They share the testimony, and uh, that's been wonderful. Fans love the drivers. And then Saturday, usually, uh, we'll honor veterans and active-duty military first responders and that touches a core in their heart and softens them. And then I share the gospel and, uh, and invite them to make a decision for Christ. And we're having great fun, enjoying it, and seeing great response. 
Yeah, and the the thing of it is, being on the front lines like that, I know um, that often God shows up in miraculous ways, and and you get to see stories that are just kind of mind-boggling how God came in a situation that may have looked like it, it was it's not unbelievable. And, uh, and I, so we're, today's theme being diamonds in the rough, is there a story along those lines that you could relate to our listeners where you just saw God show up and it, it didn't look like it was going to be a diamond, but the pressure kind of created one? Well, it's, it's never failed that uh, when I start sharing the gospel, a holy hush falls over the crowd. I mean, it, it's, it's really unbelievable. We've seen people literally... And I'm not exaggerating, get in a fetal position when we start honoring. I've had them fall to the ground and, and weep uncontrollably. Uh, just great things. But uh, Just last week at Watkins Glen, last weekend, two Canadian police officers. And uh, it was just an awesome experience. They both prayed to receive Christ. Uh firefighter came to me uh, weeping, said, don't ever quit doing what you're doing. There's so much need out here. It's it's off the chart. We need support. We need encouragement. Uh, just uh, it's been a phenomenal experience. <laughs> How cool is that? So I, I had a guy last uh, two two races ago. I didn't ask him. He, he had a, a beer with him, and uh, he said, and he used an expletive. He said, "What just happened to me?" I said, "Did you pray that prayer?" He said, "I did." And he starts pouring his beer out and throws it on the ground. I said, "Come on, let's sit down and talk about it." And uh, he said, I feel so different on the inside. I mean, so, and the neat thing, we're going back, this will be in Michigan, this will be our sixth, uh, no, eighth time back, um, our fourth year. We do both races. And, I mean, the campground is blowing it up on Facebook. Uh, We're having people that got saved two, three years ago, and they're bringing their friends with them. Uh, It's just been phenomenal. Yeah, and then, the Lord has also given you this other radio ministry since we're a radio show and we clearly need to yep. talk about that. And tell us about the, the race every day. Winning there you the go. I, it's, a, it's a daily devotional about a, a minute and 30 seconds long. And our, our heart's desire is to just capture people's heart with the positive gospel of Jesus Christ and show how God can make a major impact in their life. And it's interesting, Steve, how God gave you a similar platform to myself. In other words, you had, probably a passion for cars racing, that kind of thing. Can you kind of tell us how he brought you into that? Well, you know, I grew up around racing. I, ne- I had never been to a race. Uh, uh, because, I mean, other than dirt tracks or short tracks when I was in high school and college. But uh, uh, we did a crusade in Bristol, Tennessee, uh, probably 12 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. Anyway, at Viking Hall, we were there for eight nights, packed it every night. And Jeff Bird was on our committee. And... Uh, he was manager of Bristol Motor Speedway at the time. He's since gone on to be with the Lord. Uh, but he had me out the Speedway several times. I, I had folks driving on the Speedway, and then as a result of that, uh, I did chapel on a Sunday morning and came out and looked at 100. It was a sellout day at Bristol, 165,000 fans. As an evangelist, I started frothing at the mouth. <laughs> There's got to be a way to reach these people. And so I knew about MRO, Motor Racing Outreach. They, their primary emphasis is to drivers crew members and their fan and their families and then raceway ministries they operate outside the track to hospitality ministry give cookies all kind of stuff uh just to drive golf carts go visit people if there's an accident go in the hospital or whatever and then they'll do some chapel services on sunday on these various spots around the track 
But I didn't see anybody doing what I wanted to do, and that was just to, to do a major event. And so Bristol gave me the first opportunity, and I, uh, the first couple of years we were in the fan zone. And that's, if anybody's ever been to a race, that's a, a moving target. You can capture people for maybe 10 or 15 minutes, but they're going to move on to the next thing. And then in Darlington, we landed in a campground. I was cast that this is where we need to be. So that's where we've been at every race since then. We get get a campground uh, at Michigan. We're going to be at Juniper Hills, which is uh, just across the highway from the track. You get up on top of our stage, and the track's behind you. And as far as you look to your right, the 11 in front of you is campers and motorhomes and tents. And it's just a camp that we're going to get people on rather than asking to come where we are and just loving on them and representing Jesus to them. Yeah, and in inside that camp, I think about you said that there were a couple of Canadian policemen. Which, when I think of Canadian policemen, I think of Dudley Do Right and these Mounties. They wear all that, don't they? Well, uh, they didn't have it on. They, uh, they had okay. shorts and t-shirts on. <laughs> but you know, a Watkins Glen and and Michigan half the audience is from Canada. I mean, it's 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 uh, Michigan's there, one of their closest tracks, and I mean the the audience. We put the Canadian flag up. Uh, along with the American flag at, uh, in in Michigan, and uh, so they they love it, and uh, we love it, and we're just uh, again representing Jesus to them. Yeah, and and it there's international sort of setup, but in a campground like that, as you say, these these folks are getting ready for the race the next day or whatever, and and they have some time on their hands that they could use for a lot of different things. But the Lord has allowed you to leverage that time for Him. Absolutely. And, you know, they, the only thing they get to they don't want to drive anywhere because of traffic and the alcohol issue, because a lot of them are drinking. Uh, There's a good bit of liquid consumption that goes on in a race. Uh, so they look for something. I don't think they got this. They around the camp and drink and play cornhole. And so now we give them good entertainment. Uh, uh, we got uh, Ashley McLaughlin, who's traveling with us this year. Who's that? She's the runner-up on the boards uh, two, two years ago. And uh, so fans love her. Cherie White is with us. Uh, she's an up-and-coming country music singer. And uh, Jess Zimmerman and, and the Victor Weekend Band. It's, it's just been phenomenal. We're, we're loving it. And uh, well, we so go. I, gave it a, I gave an invitation two years ago to Desperado. <laughs> and oh, wow. Well, like, we got to run. But thank you, Steve. Thank you so much okay. for the update. And keep up the great work. God bless you. We've got our last segment of the Christian Car Guy Show coming up. Diamonds in the Rough. We got all that. Stay tuned. A lot more coming up. At last, after all my years of searching, the Cave of Wonders. Huh? Cave of Wonders? Moses, only one may enter here. One whose worth lies far within. The diamond in the rough. I'll surrender to the power of being crushed by love. Till the beauty that was hidden isn't covered up. Better. He's making diamonds, diamonds. 
He's making diamonds out of us. <laughs> diamonds in the rough. Have you ever thought of yourself as that? Well, that's what we're talking about today on the Christian Car Guy Show. Diamonds in the rough. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, I was going to give you an update today on the Jesus Labor Love. That's car repair labor for single moms and widows. And I have a diamond in the rough story for that as well. And because uh, Sunday night was actually kind of a tough night for me. My wife had flown into Charlotte and she'd been gone for 10 days. And so I live in Winston-Salem. So I had to drive an hour and a half, pick her up at midnight. That didn't go particularly well. <laughs> we didn't have the conversation I was hoping for on the way back. I wasn't in the best of moods. And, uh, you may recall last week I talked about the week before that, you know, I'd given this request for hopefully that somebody might donate a car or even some other money. I said, if everybody just send in a dollar to the Jesus labor love, it would really make an impact. And, and I hadn't got the response that I was really <laughs> expecting or hoping for, but some came through and it was huge and very encouraging those that did, but still it kind of had me a little bit buffaloed and, and I, and I, covered that again last week. And so all these things were kind of still on my mind and I hadn't had such a great day and all that. So I got up, you know, did my quiet time Monday morning and I went to go to work. And I should tell you that it's my, I guess for lack of a better word, habit, but I really love doing it, is when I get in my car first thing every morning on my way to work, I love to pray the Lord's Prayer and then go into a time of intercession. And I've always made a promise that if, you know, the phone rings or anything goes on while I'm doing that, that I would never take a call, you know, instead of talking to God. That's just, you know, my habit. So I was doing that Monday and I'm, you know, enjoying the Lord's Prayer. Somebody said I heard this week that, you, you know, you learn it when you're young, but then you spend your rest of your, rest of your life trying to learn how to pray it. And I think that's very true. So I'm praying that, enjoying that. And I look down at my phone and it's ringing. Now we got two problems here. Number one, I'd made this vow on the Christian car guy show, never to take a call when I'm driving and I'm driving. And also I promised God, I'm not going to take a call, you know, when I'm talking to him, but I look in my phone, it says that Haley is calling, which Haley is one of the Christian, the Jesus labor love places that we employ. And it's Matt Haley. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm not going to take that call. And I clearly got this message, no, Robbie, take the call. But I'm driving. No, Robbie, take the call. So I take the call, and it is his wife, Sarah Haley. And she says, Robbie, we've had some folks in our church. They want to donate a car to you. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, God, now you got my attention. And, uh, you know, we went on to have this discussion. So here comes this car. Um, and then the next thing that happened on the Jesus labor love is on Tuesday morning, the lady that handles our mail, she calls me and she says, Robbie, we're just deluged with folks that have given the Jesus labor love. You know, last week I went into great detail to give the address and a lot of folks that I expected might go to the website and give, they they, they preferred to mail it in because that way PayPal or nobody gets any of it. And I'm so grateful that they did. Again, I'm going to give that address in case it's something that you feel like, but I'm going to give you an update on the labor of love itself in a minute. But it's the Jesus Labor of Love, which is 238-238 Sara, S-A-U-R-A Lane in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Winston-Salem, North Carolina, 27106. So she was saying... Robbie, you wouldn't believe all that we've got. I don't know even how we're going to get cards out to all these people from all the donations that came in. 
And so that was a huge blessing. And then on Tuesday, I get another. Well, there's a place on the Christian Car Guide at ChristianCarGuy.com for people that want to donate a car. I get another car that was donated, um, which really is a diamond in the rough. It's a 1994 Nissan Maxima. I used it for the picture of the diamond in the rough when I did that at the website. And so it was kind of a, a diamond in the rough week for the, for the labor of love as we had this one mom, as we talked about. It's single moms, widows, families in crisis. And so I called her immediately. The one that I told you, her, she had a, a, a son with cerebral palsy and another son that had some other needs for doctor's appointments. She was taking care of her disabled parents. Her car had broken down. It was an older Honda. And I thought, all right, I've got a car for you. And, and when I called her thinking this was going to work out, well, her grandmother had given her a car. And so it was interesting. Almost immediately, these other needs came up for other cars. And so it was just like the Lord had provided these cars. I was like, man, how cool is this? What a testimony. But that was what was going on with the Jesus labor of love. But I have to share the other diamond in the rough was my marriage. So my wife had been gone all this time, and I told you that things weren't going so good on Sunday night. Well, Monday night, things didn't go good again. Tuesday night, still struggling. And Wednesday morning when I woke up, I promise you, this is Jesus' sense of humor. I woke up to do my quiet time, and as I, and the moment I woke up, that song that you just heard, I'm making diamonds out of dust, was playing in my head. You know how you have a song play? And I hadn't heard that song, but I don't, you know, maybe three or four times in my life. So I immediately went and listened to the song because it was playing in my head. And that, and that God was saying, I'm making diamonds out of dust. But there's a line in there that says you got to uncover things. Well, the same morning, I read Jeremiah 36, 24, which is a strange verse. And I don't have time to go into why they did this, but the king and the servants had heard all these words of the Lord and they weren't afraid and they didn't tear their garments. Well, see, in their day, when they heard from God or they wanted to repent, they tore their garments. And the reasons they did that was to show humility, to say, God, I need you to look in here and see if there's something that I need to get real on, something I need to confess. And, and, and let it out and let God shine the line into that. And so they did that by literally ripping their clothes. I wish I had the freedom to do that at times, just rip my clothes so God could come in and help me with this situation, in this case with my marriage. And so I read that passage and I said, you know, I just got to get real with my brothers. I, I do another show called The Masculine Journey. Uh, for those who listen to the Truth Network know that. And I'm one of the co-hosts of that show. And we have a band of brothers. We do these men's retreats and I have a very large prayer chain. And, you know, you have these opportunities to ask people to come into your life with prayer, like we do with the Jesus Labor Love, which I think is a huge part of why we've been blessed with that. But you got to uncover. You got to you got to be willing to say I need some prayer. So that morning after I read that passage, I went to my brand of brothers on a text and said, "Guys, would you pray for my marriage? I'm struggling here with something, you know, since my wife came back, which, you know, I'm not saying that but the, to to get everybody in the world to think, but God came into that through that prayer of my brothers and by Two nights later, my, my marriage, my wife and I just totally gotten back on the track that she, we were before she left. 
And I just can't be happier that God gave me this dime in the rough just to bear my soul. And all these people came in and prayed for this ministry and they prayed for my life and my wife. And, uh, you know, honestly, there wasn't any big, huge change other than just we loved each other again. And how cool is that? I think it's a diamond in the rough. Your marriage, our life, each other, so many different ways that God comes for. So something to share today, diamonds in the rough. We're all kind of that. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guys show.